0: Good day, everybody. You're listening to Conversations with Cat Boxing. I'm your host, Anthony Vera, and this is episode 19. Um, now, I've mentioned that I was going to do this with the last episode, and I didn't. And um, I probably should have, but I'm going to segment these uh, podcasts. That way, I'm not continuously talking, and um, I think it'll give me a little bit better structure, if that's anything. So, anyhow... I want to discuss the, uh, new Ted Bundy miniseries documentary that came out on Netflix. Uh, the Ted Bundy tapes. Um, there's been many documentaries, many shows, um, on Ted Bundy. I think what makes this one different is how it was well, it was really well produced. Um, as a matter of fact, it was almost like Ted Bundy giving commentary to the, um, um, to his crimes and footage that went along with it, and I thought it was done really well. Um, the people who did it, and oh my gosh, oh um radical media, they were the same people who did the David Letterman interview shows not too long ago. the ones with um Obama, Howard Stern, um, and Malala, yeah, I mean th- those were really great so um yeah, so this company did a really great job uh, with editing. Um, get piecing everything together um you know and Ted Bundy is one of those people too um there's always a fascination with serial killers Ted Bundy did all these crimes probably before I was really aware of like the severity of what a serial killer is um I grew up in California in the early 80s or I well I was born in 1971 71 but um in the early 80s uh well, more toward the mid-80s I should say is was the there was that fear of the night stalker and the night stalker was going up and down california primarily southern but he did make his way up north and that was a fear through northern california like so i was old enough me and my friends would go hiking around the woods and it was scary because you don't know like is he out there and so that was like kind of the first real like fear of being murdered by a serial killer if that makes any sense um, but, uh, but yeah, so Ted Bundy, like I, I, I was not really aware of his actions. I mean, through the eighties, of course, I mean, you heard his name and he and knew that there was a trial. And I think around this time, around the time of the night stalker, uh, Ted Bundy had been incarcerated. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. He's been, he was incarcerated all throughout the eighties. Actually, he, he survived quite a while, um, avoiding the electric chair and, um, Anyhow, so the, the, fascination, the fascination with Ted Bundy is he did look like a normal person, if that's anything. Like, if you look at Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, I mean, he looked like he was a killer. Um, uh, who's the other? I mean, like any of these people who have been convicted, they look like dangerous individuals. Ted Bundy was a handsome man, um, you know, a, a pretty boy. Uh, it's charming to a point, but watching the documentary, actually, if anything else, these, uh, Ted Bundy tapes, and I'm sure there's plenty of other documentaries. I just haven't bothered getting around to watching them. Um, they are, uh, I mean, it's really, uh, telling of like his personality. I mean, he, he was not a real charming person. I mean, to a point where he was able to manipulate people, but I mean, in, in interviews and that kind of thing, he came off really just sort of like, man, this guy is troubled, and I, I, think, I, I think this documentary does a really good job. Um, it's, it's four episodes, a little over an hour long on each one of them. Um, and like I said, it's done really well because uh, it, it was from a person who did interviews toward the last month of his life uh, with the tape recorder. Ted Bundy willingly actually recorded these um, interviews with this gentleman, and I can't, I, I'm not remembering any of their names. I I've been watching these during Insomnia. So it does give a really good record of what was going on. Um, I think lately though the criticisms the criticism has been why are we celebrating Ted Bunny? We're not celebrating Ted Bunny. We're I mean, there's a fascination of crime that just is. And Ted Bunny's always been a topic of it. I mean, if you look at others like John Wayne Gacy, um, going way back to Ed Gain, uh, which uh, Psycho, the movie Psycho by Albert Hitchcock was mostly based on. So I mean, in media, it goes back pretty far. But these interview tapes f- coincide with a movie, and I'm not remembering the name of that either, uh, with Zac Efron. Zac High School Efron plays Uh, Ted Bundy. And I think the movie plays on the psychosis. I'm not quite sure. I'm gonna go see it. Uh, Photos of Zac Efron as Ted Bundy are pretty astonishing and quite frightening. And um, yeah, I'll go see it. But I think people, uh, like social media, you know, they get their panties in a bunch and, you know, like, why, you know, like, we shouldn't be celebrating Ted Bundy. You know, we should, ignore. like, no, well, it happened. And it's horrible that it happened. And I think, it's one of those things like, well, yeah, I mean, we should be aware that this shit happens. Um, yeah, it's um there there's always gonna be a you know interest in any sort of really horrible activities and this was no different. But um I do recommend watching uh the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix. Uh it's four episodes and uh, I thought it was done really well. And it does give a really good interpretation of what was going on in his head. Um, a lot the One thing that surprised me, a lot of the people, a lot of the sheriffs, a lot of the detectives, a lot of the lawyers are all still alive. Like, they, I mean, they, they're older now, obviously, but they looked older then. But yeah, everybody that for the most part that was involved were still alive and able to be interviewed for this special and their impressions have not changed from the time that it happened to now. Like you, you get you get the impression that like that's never gonna leave them, and they almost remember every detail like it happened yesterday. So it's it's really worth watching. Of it's it's not a celebration of Ted Bundy. It's kind of more of an idea of what's going on in a serial killer's head. So think if you want to think of it that way, think of it as sort of a. a a lesson in serial killers. I mean, it does mention how Ted Bundy was helping uh, the FBI when they got their database, uh, when they first started doing computers and everything else, Ted Bundy was really instrumental in helping the FBI uh, profile people. And I I, I guess that's the tragedy of uh, Ted Bundy is, you know, like his life went one way, but it could have gone a totally different way. Uh, but I think that's sort of the whole thing with uh, psychopaths and uh, people that have that type of personality. Uh, you know, the social, the social uh, version of um. Uh, oh my gosh! Why am I trying to like not introverted? Anyhow, anytime I do these podcasts, I never really remember words. I, I think I am actually a little bit. Uh, I get a little shy on these things. I know, I know I, it doesn't sound like it because I had diarrhea in the mouth. But, um... See, here I am. I'm actually sort of trying to remember the word. Antisocial! Oh my gosh. Alright. Antisocial doesn't mean you're not sociable. Antisocial means you have no social cues. You're very much, um... Like, borderline personality types. That kind of thing. Yeah, antisocial is scarier than it sounds. Like, at uh, times I'll be antisocial... Um... And I don't want to hang out with people, but not in a manner that I don't know how to hang out with people. So, yeah. So the the term antisocial actually means they don't have social cues. Like they can get they can hang out with people just fine, but uh, very frightening personality traits. Anyhow, the Ted Bundy tapes very uh, very intriguing documentaries, and I highly recommend them. Uh, when I watch the Ted Bundy movie. I think that comes out really soon. I thought it was going to come out much later, but the reviews are already out for it, so I don't know. Um, I still need to see Glass, too, Uh, the Samuel L. Jackson um, M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's, I guess, a sequel to Unbreakable. So I'm going to try to catch that a little later as well. Anyhow, that's that on that topic, and let's move on to the next So yesterday was the Super Bowl, Um, Rams versus the New England Patriots. Um, uh, I'm not a big football fan, never have. Every now and again, I'll watch like the very last 10 minutes and sort of understand like, oh my gosh, look at that. They're almost there, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, as far as football goes, I don't know. Not a fan. And just with the controversies lately too, it's not that it's boring, but... It's kind of like, well, shit. Like, I mean, it's it's something that just people can't enjoy anymore, and it's uh, without having a emotional stake in the game. So Colin Kirkpatrick dropped a knee to the national anthem, which I think is great. Like, I actually support that one hundred percent. It's just it's not being disrespectful. He took a knee. It's not like he walked away or you know he he stood there just feels that there is a social injustice and this is his quiet way of protesting and of course everybody makes a massive deal about it and you get all these morons fighting back and forth with each other and it just occurred to me that it occurs to me that okay now in order to enjoy football you have to have like some political state um stake in the game like you know, it, it'd be the same as me going on a bike ride, but then being told, oh, you support Nazis, because you don't, uh, you know, you don't yell, you know, fuck Hitler every time you get on a bike, and I, I know it's a really just out there analogy, but it's, it's just, like, it's, like, I'm gonna do my, my job, like, say, say that, say, in fact, that bike riding became the new like trend in neo-Nazis. Everyone loves to ride bikes. Does that mean I have to stop riding my bike? No. Um, now same with music. And and that happens with music too where it's where a lot of like the uh there was a fucking idiot uh, Richard Spencer. He's one of these neo-Nazi type guys. And he talked about how the um the mode was the official banner of the alt-right and the mode is like fuck you, bro. And um yeah like i'm not gonna stop i mean if if i was listening to something like like r kelly is a good example of like, oh, all right well i can't really listen to r kelly without like that whole imagery in my head i'm able to separate politics from music if um i have to but when it gets to those extremes we're going like, yeah, all right well i do have an issue with r kelly um another one too is like kanye west who came out with some amazing albums nothing he's came out with lately has really caught my attention but like i just like i think like this guy's such a fucking dipshit i don't want to fucking listen to his music and and that's somewhat politically motivated i guess so like i i I protest quietly like i'm not gonna bust anyone on listening to kanye or kelly for that matter i mean if you want to listen to him that's fine but i'm not gonna make a statement like you can't listen to it you know blah 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 It'd be one thing if you're listening to it, like, oh, yeah, I support R. Kelly. Yeah, that's a different story, but that's neither here nor there. So, anyways, all right, so now the NFL is embroiled in, bro- embroiled in all these controversies, you know, and never mind that no one really worries too much about these, you know, old-time players that, like, were, like had these lifelong concussions, um, Alzheimer's at a very early age, and, you know, I mean it gets brought up, but I don't hear these right wing dipshits yelling, you know, like, help these people, blah, blah, blah. Are right, they always bring up um is it Tillerman? Pat Tillerman, is that the is that the See again, I don't really check these things, but I think it's Pat Tillerman, the um the player who after the Iraq war went to war and then he died and he was a football player. So a lot of people bring up his name like you know you're disrespecting Pat Tillerman, Like, well, no, no. It's just like he's 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 standing for one cause. Colin Kirkpatrick back to him. Another players were following suit, and um, which is great. And um, I, I stand behind the quiet protest. It'd be like the same thing. Like if uh, I I know like another way of quiet protesting is when you see an individual like a, a politician walking past, you turn your back on them You know, like at a at functions that kind of thing. It's a nice, quiet protest. Okay, all right, a little rude, but that's you're quietly protesting. So, fast forward to last night, and you have the Super Bowl, or even a few weeks before this. um, A lot of people got on the computers, got super angry. People are probably aren't football fans, and started yelling at people who wanted to perform at the Super Bowl, one of the highest watch performances of the year. You know, I mean that, that is really awesome advertising, and and, and we're starting to critic people like like well I hope you drop a knee when you perform. It's like these people can't fucking perform at the Super Bowl with you know like, it, it's like like these football players that are playing. You know, like, they chose to drop an E because it was, like, their... That that was what they were doing. Like, that, that was their sign of quietly protesting. Now, you got someone like Adam Levine, you know, Maroon 5. You know, they... I, and I think they weren't necessarily the first pick. And I have, I have nothing against Maroon 5. Like they're a pop band, and they have some catchy songs, so there's that. But, you know, it's it's like... You know, people yelling at them, like, well, you know, you're going to drop an E, right? You're, you're going to speak out against you know um violence right And it's like it, it, they they want to promote their you know like they, they want to promote a single maybe they want to go out there and like i'm gonna get all this exposure you know can you imagine if this happened back when um oh sorry she just died oh carol channing like she was uh, one of the first performers for the super bowl can you imagine, like just, uh, like, like I mean, like, you're, are you gonna protest this? You know, you know. She, meanwhile, she's out there singing "Hello, Dolly." Um, I was gonna do a Connie or Carol Channing impersonation, but I can't really do it that well. See, that's my impersonation of Carol Channing. But, um, anyhow, I, I don't know. Like I said, like I, I, I definitely have my opinions on political correctness, and I think that's just really fucking ridiculous. Like, like, let these people perform. I mean, Big Boy was out there. Um, I love Big Boy. I was, uh, the one thing I was hoping for that Andre 3000 would just show up and they would bust out, like, bombs over Baghdad or something. Uh, she didn't show up, he didn't show up. Um, I think people were expecting, uh, Christina Aguilera, Aguilera to show up the sing Moves like Jagger with, a uh, Rune 5, and she didn't. Yeah, I actually watched the, um, halftime show. I was with a friend of mine, watched it, and I'm like, okay, and, um, it was boring, stupid, um, I, I, didn't get the SpongeBob SquarePants reference, apparently that was a thing, I don't know, it just all seemed really just, it, you get, I get douche-chilly watching, like, those things, it, it reminds me of 70s, uh, variety shows, the, those, su- Apple Supertime, um, things, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the chance to see, like, Lady Gaga, I mean, Prince had a really great one, so I mean, yeah, they're they're worth watching. It's it's a, it's a it's it's an event, but I mean, people got so fucking angry with. I mean, I I think certain performers didn't go, and that's fine. I mean, like that's their way of protesting. Like I, Cardi B supposedly was invited and she didn't go because she uh, supported um, the knee movement and didn't want to participate. If anything else, it just sounded like a big mess, and it was probably more wise to just like, eh, I got other shit to do. And two, I think it costs money to perform. I don't know. It's like a pay-for-play kind of thing. But anyhow, I think people just ruin things for everybody. Uh, This is a perfectly good case of the right and the left just all being assholes and just not letting people enjoy what they enjoy. And let people have their personal opinions. You know, if, if someone wants to take a knee, if someone wants to wear a fucking blue lives matter armband i mean fucking just just shut the fuck up and you know root for your goddamn team you know it's 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 like i i i I, the blue lives matter thing pisses me off like it's it's black black lives matter is 100 percent legitimate um there's a reason why we say black lives matter so when people use all lives matter it takes away the power of like black lives it's like no there's a reason why it's black lives matters it's there's been i mean i don't need to share the history with you guys but you get it but i'm just saying if somebody if a football player like some super right wing conservative alt-right football player wants to do that and he's not bothering anybody aside from like maybe offending a few people here and there you know fucking just shut the fuck up and don't worry about it Anyhow, that's that. Let's move on to the next topic. Now, speaking of controversies, um, there's one in town um, involving the Me Too movement. And it involves the owner of um, the wife of the owner of roasted ristretto or ristretto roasters i I get those mixed up i I just call it double r they have a few locations around town um fairly good coffee Uh, the location i used to go to was the williams um location near the uh near the store i used to work at in new seasons um in north portland anyhow uh the controversy involves the me too movement by a, a by two women um, again, the wife of the owner, whose name is Nancy R- Rumleman, and uh, Leah McSweeney, who is a blogger of some sort. Anyways, they started a YouTube channel called Me Neither, uh, basically um, calling out uh, the actresses Rose McGowan and Asia Ar- Argentento. I apologize, I'm getting I don't do well with names. Anyhow, I was listening to their uh, one of their videos, and my God, it just... Leah McSweeney's voice. She talks like this, has a conversation, and then she even, like, and she just sounds like a condescending freaking... She's one of those people that goes to Starbucks and would say, uh, excuse me, but I ordered a non-fat frappuccino, and now they... And I can totally tell that you added some fat. I mean, she actually, one of the lines she said was um, in the video is like, how believable are her accusations of rape? She actually says it like that. Accusations of rape. So, um, yeah, no, these are just two awful women uh, bickering back and forth. And again, uh, people are protesting with their dollars. Well, actually, the people to bring attention to this were the employees of Rustadero Roasters, saying that people should know that, like, that they do not back this, just in case it blew up in their faces. And um, you know, people are responding in kind. A, a, a new Seasons um, Market is no longer carrying their brand. Market of Choice, another organ chain, um, is not selling their coffee. Uh, but yeah, I, this, the best way to protest is with your dollars obviously and um yeah i'm not gonna go to any of the locations and that's just that's just me i mean like i i, I um the me too movement is there for a reason it's the same as uh, black lives Matter in the sense it's women that have like that were afraid to come forward because of a stick of stigma or whatever and now that now that it's a movement that empowers people to speak up and it's there for a reason. Early on when the movement got started, a lot of people were posting stuff on social media. And, you know, you you definitely want to give it uh, credence. You definitely want to pay attention to it. And then, like the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, men started doing Me Too. And, I don't know, I had an issue with that in a sense. Like, well, it's there for, it, it's for women. Because men have such... Um, the whole idea was how, like, other men would disregard accusations, I guess, if that makes any sense. And so I, I felt like, well, you know, like, we, we, we can have a movement later, but right now it's the Me Too movement is for women. But um, along those lines of Me Too and the Me Neither um, argument, there was, a, there was a funny post um, by this woman... It's funny now because, because um, it was it, this poor um, poor kid. Uh, he's a man, I guess. I mean, he's a, like in his early twenties. Um, his mother posted this uh, <laughs> this Twitter. I'm not wearing the glasses, so I can't really read it. Anyways, she calls herself Blue Star Navy Mom. This is my son graduated number one in boot camp. He was also awarded the USO award. He was number one in a school. He's a gentleman who respects women. He won't go on solo dates due to the current climate of false sexual accusations by radical feminists and an ax to grind. I vote him too. The, uh, hashtag him too. And it's this kid. Um, he's doing a silly pose in a Navy uniform. So this woman mentioned Me Too and it was the first time that I heard of that. And so now there was this movement against um against uh Yeah, I'm sorry. Him too. So there was there was this movement against uh Me Too called Him Too, Started by Alt Right douchebags probably like Oh my gosh, what is that freaking and I'm, I'm not remembering any names of those alt-right publications the one with the fat guy that died. Oh, anyway, it's like all these alt right people decided to do a him too movement. In a sense like, "Well, what about the what about these young men who actually just want to generally like go out with a woman blah blah blah, you know, totally disregarding the me too movement. Similar to the all lives matters to the black matter lives matters movement. And anyways, this, this kid read it um I forget his name. It was Peter or Peter or something like that. Anyways, he uh, was horrified that his mom would post that. And he apologized immensely and said that he supported me too. 100%. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, uh, his name is P- P- Pieter. Pieter? Not Peter, but Pieter. P- Pieter is that a name anyhow he actually wrote sometimes people we love do things that hurt us without realizing it before saying never will support him too and he was like he was a sweet kid and I didn't even think he went on a show like defending his mother saying like listen her heart's in a good place but she's very misguided and I would never ever tell people that like that I don't support that I that I wouldn't support uh, me too So, yeah, so now we got the Him Too and we have the Me Neither movements. And uh, I don't even know if Me Neither is a movement. I think there's just two yentas talking back and forth to each other. But, uh, no, Me Too is a strong movement that is there for a reason. And it gives people voices who didn't think they had them. Um, Women, primarily. And I think... um, Yeah, so I think, again, it's... the, The worst way to hurt somebody is their pocketbook and you know like our movements I should say not necessarily people but yeah support with your dollars um yeah I won't support that chain and that that's even like employees there tell people like listen like until this shit gets sorted like yeah feel free to get coffee anywhere else which you can't in portland but the me neither movement um it's um it's I I don't even call it a movement uh and I I wouldn't even click on the, If you could find a video that's not connected to their account, that way you... like you know, anytime you click on this video, sometimes the numbers rack up and then they get sponsorships. They don't have that many members. I didn't bother to really pay attention to the numbers of people that watch that video. But it's... I mean, that woman is just horrible. Like any episode I've seen of Sex and the City rivals what that woman was. Voice. Uh, Leah McSweeney some blogger um i think in one of the videos a uh, woman mentioned that she was a journalist she's like oh, i wouldn't call myself a journalist but i totally her um yeah i mean she had like she talked like this everything sounded like a question though it wasn't it was a response and uh vocal fry yeah if that annoys you if that if that me doing that annoys you imagine listening to like an hour of that shit Now, obviously, I didn't. Like, the first 10 minutes of, like, the video... Of one of the videos, mostly. (coughs) And it was insufferable. I mean... Like, talking about the movement's one thing, but, like, hearing that fucking voice... Hashtag your voice is shit. Hashtag shut the fuck up. But, um... Anyhow... Um... Yeah, I fully support Me Too. Um... I... Do not at all agree with all lives matters so yeah so again like i said like i mean i posted that like early on that i'm a liberal but um podcast but no, i'm i'm like at heart i'm very much a liberal i'm very much uh, supportive of um movements that uh, help and protect people and that uh, give people voice and strength so um so yeah anyways um again support our boycott with your dollars uh, it's the best way you can uh, help situations. It's not going to solve anything, but, you know, every little bit helps. Okay. Um, I think I actually did this podcast as proper as I wanted to. I segmented things. I'm not sure how that works. If you can fast forward, or rewind, whatever. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. And next time um, I will come up with something a little bit more cheerful. I think I've said that the last 20 times, but we'll see. Okay, everybody have a good one out there. Uh, stay warm. Um, it's been a snow day. No snow yet. It's only been 12 hours since they said it was going to snow. So like anything else, just another disappointment. Uh, but no, uh, I'm going to put on a warm coat. Got some hot chocolate. I'm going to make some of that and enjoy the day. Hopefully you guys will too. All right. Take care now. Later, staters.